is he wrong for leaving so many kids who didn't have, like, who didn't feel love? So many kids, the only thing that they were led by is hope. Like, hope was the only thing that they felt like, I can change my current circumstances. And that hope came through the vessel of Coach Prime. Behind the mask. What's happening, my dog? What's good, family? Another day in paradise. You already know what it is. Man, it's good to be back in the damn lounge, absolutely, dog. Absolutely, absolutely. Huh? Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. And we, listen, this this right here has been... We kind of had to wait to talk about this conversation. Yeah. What we're about to have. Because we wanted to see it grow legs and really just see... Are we really seeing exactly what we're seeing? And are we really understanding and hearing what we're hearing? Mm -hmm. And we got to talk about Coach Prime, man. Prime time. Prime time. Listen, man. This conversation has been going on for a little while now. Yeah. And you either love it or you hate it. You either love Prime right now or you hate him. And we're going to get into it. Yeah, you're right. But one thing I will say, it was all good just a week ago. Remember that. Proceed, brother. All right. So, without further ado, we got to talk about Mr. Primetime. So, mm-hmm. all right, Prime, head coach at Jackson State, mm-hmm. September 21st, 2020, he was called to be the head coach at Jackson State. Yeah. The year is 2022. He has decided to leave Jackson State and take his talents up to Colorado. Now, throughout his time, while he was at Jackson State, first season led him to a 4-3 and three record. One win came by a forfeit. COVID season. COVID, COVID season, yeah. right? Fall season, 2022, he was able to flip one notable thing that he did before he really took off. He flipped the recruit, Travis Hunter, who was the number one overall recruit in the 2022 class. Mm-hmm. Now, you fast forward a year later, at the end of 2022, he's led Jackson State to a 27-5 and record in his three years at the helm. Won numerous awards. Mm-hmm. Two-time SWAC champion, 2021-2022. Two-time SWAC East Division champion, 2021-2022. And coach of the year two times. Mm-hmm. Same years. Also won the most notable or the most prestigious award that you can ever win at an HBCU level from a head coaching standpoint is the Eddie Robinson Award. That was won in 2021. December 3rd, he decided to say, you know what? He's going to extend his career in Colorado versus finishing. So I say all of that to say we got to talk about it. Is Is he wrong? for leaving so many kids who didn't have, like, who didn't feel love. So many kids, the only thing that they were led by is hope. Like, hope was the only thing that they felt like, I can change my current circumstances. And that hope came through the vessel of Coach Prime. And so, I got to ask you, bro, do you think he was wrong for leaving, understanding that so many kids came 
to play for him at Jackson State? I'm going to say no. And the reason why is you played 15 years in the NFL. Facts. Three years at Auburn. Yes, sir. Four years at Waco, Washington County. Waco in the house. You know what I'm saying? Probably Pop Warner before that, right? Absolutely. Every year when we go back to do your camp in Sandersville, Georgia, your linebacker coach is there, right? Coach Cape, right? Coach Cape. Shout out to David Cape. You are no longer in this man's presence every day. As a grown man now, are some of the, the nuggets that he gave you, the lessons that he instilled in you, some of the things that he poured into you as a young man, are those things still with you to, uh, till today? They all are. The lessons. Mo- moving on to college. Some of the coaches that you had in college, they're no longer with you. Some of them have moved on. Are some of those lessons, those nuggets, those, those things that help you shape you as a young man, are they still with you to today? They are. So because these young men went to Jackson State because of Coach Prime, right? Yep. To continue their student-athlete career. Yep. Just because a man leaves doesn't mean that those lessons leave. You have three or four years at a college, at a university, right? Yeah. I have several coaches, Coach P, Coach Nall, Coach Al back when I was younger, Coach, rest in peace, Coach Jones from my high school, August Mall High School. These... These lessons, these things that coaches pour into young men, they stay with you, whether you're in the immediate presence of them or not. So that is out the window. That's totally out the window. Now, just because a man takes another job, a 55-year-old man decides that he wants to take another job at another university, that doesn't mean that the kids that were at Jackson State are no longer, they no longer have his, his cell phone number. He ain't going to shut it down. I met Prime years ago. I could text him right now and say, yo, I appreciate what you're doing. He say, truth, appreciate it. We don't talk every day. These people will still be in your life if that's the relationship you have. So I'm throwing that out the window. I, I saw people over the course of the week say, oh, these kids are no longer going to benefit from uh, Coach Prime being in their life. Come on, bro. To me, that's the most BS thing I could think of. Because if you have, if you mean what you say in terms of talking to a young man or a young woman and how you help him raise them up, those things stick with them. We've done camps over the years from playing ball. I get messages on social media. Yo, you know what? I remember you talked to me at Tequil Spikes camp 17 years ago, 15 years ago. I remember what you said. I get messages of that from back when we played, bro. I'm not in these kids' presence anymore. You're not in their presence. That's not going anywhere. So well, that's I- the one thing. I'm throwing that out the window. No. Nah, that's not a problem. He did not do anything wrong. So because the lessons are lasting longer than a person being in your immediate presence. So what lesson did you learn from Tommy Tuberville when he left you at Ole Miss <laughs> and you went to, he came to Auburn? The, okay. The holidays always find a way. The holiday season is my favorite time of year. The kids are home from school and they bring us together to enjoy what matters most. Whether you're in the family room watching a game or catching up on the Behind the Mask podcast, Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together. Enjoy the real magic of the holiday season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, ice-cold Coke. Full context, Tommy Tuberville was the head coach who recruited me and several other players to Ole Miss in 95 when Ole Miss was on probation from New York City coming down to Oxford, Mississippi. He decided his third year to leave to go to Auburn. (laughs) Auburn. The difference is Tommy Tuberville left in the middle of the night after saying he wasn't going anywhere. He didn't have the... He did what? He left in the middle of the night. We played Mississippi State after the game. 
And he just left. Two o'clock in the morning, reports were that he was leaving. We wake up the next morning. You know, college after your game, the next morning you wake up and watch ESPN, right? Yeah. The next morning, Tommy Tuberville signs a deal with Auburn. Now, we heard the rumors prior to it, but he didn't have the balls to sit there and say, this is the position. This is what I'm taking. This is what I'm doing. That's the difference. He was a coward, in my opinion. Straight up and down. Deion Sanders had an exit meeting saying, yes, this is the rumors that you guys are hearing. This is what I'm going to do. It's going to come a time in your life where you're going to be forced with a decision to make based on what's best for you and your family at that time. And that's what he did. You can't afford a man again, a 55-year-old man. How you going to... I'm not even going to talk about the money, bro, because that's a, that's a given. But how you going to force somebody 55 years old that has sat there and poured into so many young men and women over the course of his career after when he decided to start coaching, 11 years he coached now, eight yeah. in high school, three at Jackson State, and decides to move on to do what he feels is best for his current situation. You can't fault that. I don't know if you, I can't say you can fault it. I think it's fair to question. Okay. You know, when you come from nothing, love ain't paying no bills, love ain't, you ain't seeing love. Only thing you have is pure hope, mm-hmm. as I stated. And so I will say this I think it's fair to question. Or even, you don't have your opinion anyway. So you can have your strong opinion about what he's done or what he should have done. If I'm not mistaken, his contract, really what he signed with Jackson State, was scheduled to end at the end of the 2024 season. 2024, yeah. So when I look at this overall, bro, do I hold him at fault or hold him at harm? Absolutely not. I don't. And I've, I've looked at this thing several ways. For me, I think the big picture of when you send your kids off to school, you're really sending them off to school with hopes. And I remember my mama telling Terry Bowden, Rodney Garner, hey, I'm sending my baby boy to you. I expect for you to keep up the same work that I've done here, period. And I want you to bless him with man traits now that he's going on moving to another level. I want him to understand what it really means to be accountable. I want him to understand what it means to be disciplined. If your toe is not behind the line, then you're going to run. If your toe is not behind the line again, everybody is going to run. The greater good is going to suffer because if you can't drop your ego at the door and learn life skills that will help you beyond the game of football, what are we doing? And so... I just feel like this gets lost in translation, man. Like, what more do you want from this dude? Listen. This man is leading young men. And for me, we can all feel a certain type of way, but if you really want to know how people feel, go talk to the people who are there. There you go. The kids. And the kids have came out consistently and said, we love Coach Prime. Mm -hmm. I love everything that he's taught me. Everything that he's shown me how to become a man and how to fight through adversity. Tell me what am I missing? This episode is brought to you by Peacock, presenting the new original limited series, The Best Man, The Final Chapters. From the creator of The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday and executive producer of Insecure, a lifetime of friendship has all led to this. The characters we've grown with reconnecting as they go from midlife crisis to midlife renaissance. Starring Morris Chestnut, Melissa DeSosa, Tay Diggs, Regina Hall, Terrence Howard, Sanaa Lathan, Nia Long, and Harold Perrineau, the series reunites the original cast to wrap up all the unfinished business. With new loves, career highs, parenthood, grief, and everything in between, 
The series explores what threatens to tear us down and what ultimately keeps us together. Stream The Best Man, the final chapters, December 22nd, only on Peacock. I'll add to that. So here's the thing. We know we were blessed enough to make it to the NFL, the top of of the football world, right? Only 1% of kids that play football make it to the league, right? Yep. When I was done retiring from playing football and I started creating a resume, I didn't say NFL player on it. I said professional athlete. When you go to college, you play ball or you play basketball, it doesn't matter. You say student athlete, right? Student is first. So if only 1% of these kids actually make it to the NFL to become a professional athlete, and even a lower percentage of them come from HBCUs, where prime is at, right? Yeah. A lesser percentage. He's teaching these young student athletes how to become professionals. Not professional athletes. He's not saying, yo, everybody that's coming here has a pipeline to the NFL. Nah. He's saying, you guys will leave here being professional, accountable young men in society. He just had a post the other day celebrating the kids that graduated, bro. That's major. That's major. And then on top of that, you know what he asked them? How many out of the first ones to graduate in your family? Mm. Say that one more time for the people who had the music up. How many of these young men were the first to graduate in their family? That's what it's about. Creating systemic change. That's what it's about. He's fostered that. So all of a sudden you have a man of honor, a man of faith, that's shown that since he's been in our eyes, and all of a sudden you want to question his character because of a decision that he made for whatever reason. And from what I hear, it's because... He wanted to get his assistance paid because realistically, Jackson State HBCUs, they can't get paid what they're worth. The assistance, not prime, because prime is, you know, Hall of Famer set, can't get paid what they're worth. A roster that's littered with former NFL players. Again, that 1% that made it to the top that are able to pour these natural instincts into these young men that have been there. And you're questioning his character after he's done what he's done. We can go down the list. Getting his business partner, Michael Strahan and his clothing line to clothe these players at yep. an HBCU to have them look the part when they're taking road trips. When we go on the road trips, what did the coaches say? It's a what? It's a dress code. It's a business trip, right? It's a business trip. And now these young men look the part. Not only that, he got American Airlines to partner with Jackson State to charter their flights. So now it's no more bussing across the country to other games. There's no more taking commercial flights. Nah, you got your own charter flights. These are things that we are privileged to have as D1 athletes, right? We, that yeah. was the norm for us. We didn't think nothing about it. But they didn't have that at HBCUs. Then he got Under Armour to give them the different colorways for the uniforms. And that's what the kids love, the different uniforms and everything, right? The only other college program that had more variations in the uniforms... Oregon. ...was Oregon. A PWI, right? So he's, he's and this is not it. Got Walmart to give a $2.4 million endowment to Jackson State. Not to Deion Sanders, to Jackson State University to improve the athletic fields. Came out of his pockets, gave half of his salary to continuously improve the facilities. What coach you know was giving back half of their salary to the damn program to help the program out? Tubbyville ain't do it for us. <laughs> oh, miss. Nah, I can keep going down the line, bro. Yes, landed the top recruit like you said. You know why? Because that's showing that, yes, Jackson State also is a viable option for you to continue your student-athlete career. Bringing these, these young men and saying, nah, you can be at an HBCU and succeed. Yes, you can. Yeah. With can. or without me. And we've seen it happen from way back in earlier years. But my thing is, it's, it's several things to unbunk here. 
You thought today was another routine? You thought today was a walk in the park? Congrats, you played yourself. I'm Alex Toussaint, and today we're drinking Smart Water Alkaline. With 9 plus pH and added electrolytes, it's hydration for your determination. That means no excuses. I don't want to see you just work out. Get out there and outwork. Let's get it, baby. Smart Water Alkaline. What, what also bothers me is people act as if he's the first person that left a school and was just like, all right, I'm finna go to higher pastors. Peace. He's not the first. Plenty of white coaches do it. Tuberville. <laughs> Keep saying his bad name. <laughs> Come on. For me, the ultimate is I'm going to name names. And I'm not making this a black-white issue. But I want you to just tell me the commonality of like how the process went. You talked about Tuberville, the access he had to go from Ole Miss to Auburn. You look at Sean McVay. What was his coaching Listen, background? Three years at Miami of Ohio. Soon as he left, straight to get an assistant job in the NFL. Just like that. Bam. Relationships. Now, relationships. That's the point. And the point is, is once you create relationships and you create other avenues, that's what Prime is doing. Man, this dude has went, took the job to Colorado, and this is one thing that I really haven't heard people really talk about. Colorado has changed their academic standard. They didn't lessen anything, meaning you're going to get a lesser degree, but it made it, they made it easier for other schools or other kids to come in and transfer credits to come into their school, which typically they had never done before. And that killed the transfer process if they wanted to get recruits in. So they've opened up. You got avenues. You got access. You got relationships that he has. All of that he's created, and he's opened it up his bandwidth to be able to give that access to all of the younger kids. A lot of the kids who look like me and you. That's a fact. And it ain't just black kids. It's all of them who want to be part of it. And so it's like, so what we bitching for? Yeah, man. And my, my whole thing, bro, is like, you have an opportunity to impact and create change, right? Yeah. And that's the one thing I will say that he did. We list the various things that he's brought to that university, to that community, to Jackson, Mississippi. And let's be quite honest. I went to Ole Miss. I've been to Jackson. For a Deion Sanders or someone of that magnitude, just being 100%, that's not your destination city to be in. Just being honest, I'm not the realist with an E, I'm a realist with an I. I'm not looking to go back to Jackson, Mississippi, or Oxford, Mississippi, for that matter, to live, to do what I'm doing. And for the people that say, you know what, Two Spice, you guys, oh, you, you didn't go to an HBCU, you don't get it. You know what? It might be some truth to that. But what I do get is how to pour into these young men and young women and let them know, yes, you can be a pillar in the society, give them positive affirmation and whatever they've gone through, whatever you've been through, this is where you can get to. That's what I'm into. And I believe that Coach Prime did that. You can't tell me he didn't, again, because what the kids say, that that were there. So you look at this whole situation, and I see what people are saying, bro, and it's like, if that's, if you see one man leave, right? You got 107 HBCUs, right? Jackson State is one of them. He's clearly put Jackson State on the map in terms of Increased attendance at the games, increased enrollment because now it's become an attractive destination for the kids to go that yep. want to come play. The alumni base is regalvanized because the school, straight up and down, as a realist, 
losing record for the last five or six years until he got there. So now all of these things are turning around. Now you got sellout games. When prior to that, I've seen some of them. The only sellout games I used to have, yo, respectfully, was classics and homecoming. So let's keep it thorough. So this man has changed all of that. He's galvanized the people to come back. So because he leaves, y'all not going to stay and continue to build off of that momentum? You going to leave? So basically, if that's the case, you the hypocrite because you're doing the same thing he's doing. You're doing the same thing he's doing. That's HBCU pride, bro. That ain't the HBCU pride. I was taught from all the people that I know that went to Morehouse, Hampton, Howard, Spelman. That's not the HBCU pride I've seen. Grambling. No. That ain't it. So why would you not take the momentum that this man has created and say, you know what? As opposed to bitching and moaning and mourning because (laughs) he's gone, why don't we capitalize off that and say, you know what? We'll go to these same companies or companies similar to that and continue to foster relationships, hopefully to build relationships at our universities. Oh, we can't do it. We don't have enough money. Our five dollars. You're talking to so many messages I've gotten. You're talking to an impoverished community. I say, you know what? I don't have all the answers, but here's a, here's a thought. Yeah, you can't you can't give a million dollars. Okay, I get it. But you know what you could do? You could say every month I'm going to give a hundred dollars. Right, fifty dollars a paycheck. Let's just say so fifty dollars a paycheck. That's twelve hundred dollars a year. Right. Then you go to nine other people at your company. And you say, hey, I'm raising money for my HBCU. Can you give $50 a paycheck? So that's 10 people you got. It goes from 1200 to 12000 Now you go to your HR department and say, hey, we raised money for this HBCU. We know you have to give away a certain amount of money for your taxes every year. It's called matching donations, matching gifts. Will you match this uh, 12000 that we're giving? Yeah, of course, we have to. The company matches it. That's $24,000. let us just say 25000 to keep it easy. Now you go to 10 other people that you know and say, this is what we're doing. 10 other alumni and say, this is what we're doing. Or nine other ones, let's say. So now you got 10 people, 10 different companies giving up $25,000 a year. Now you got $250,000 just like that. And all you did was get $50 a paycheck, I should say. That's how it started. And that's how it started. Now you got $250,000. So that's just off of you and nine of your sphere influences. That's not counting your, your classmates that went to HBCU, the millions of people that you've met over the course of your life. That's how you build systemic cha- uh, sustainable change, not complaining. This has been going on for about a, about a week now. I promise about to do the, the celebration boat. You know what I'm saying? This has been going on for about a week. Name me one person that you've seen that has said, you know what? Promise left. That's cool. But what are we going to do to capitalize off of this momentum? What are we going to do to push this culture forward? What are we going to do to keep the train moving forward? Because at the end of the day, it's about the students. Then it's about the student athletes. Yeah. Then it's about the, making the students and student athletes into professionals. Because only 1% of them, less than 1%, are going to be professional athletes anyway. So we're not even talking about the NFL. We're talking about real life shit. Where's the solution? It ain't in the complaints. Because everybody looking at y'all social media, seeing y'all complaining, they're looking back like, why would we support that? This how you bitching them on and on social media about no, another black man? No lies man? in the lounge. No lies in the lounge. Why would I support that? That's what's going to happen if I decide that, you know what? This relationship, it was great while it lasted. I think uh, we're going to move on to another university. And you going to motherfuck me after I leave? That's who you really are. That's HBCU pride? I don't know. I went to a PWI. What do I know, right? No, no. It, it, it's... I know you're being a little facetious over there right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right, man. I'm just like, come on, man. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. 
eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches. Expected by watch aficionados. Sneakers. Checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags. Examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everybody deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. I wanted to know. And so I actually went and talked to like several of my partners, man, mm-hmm. who who went to HBCU. Right. And I think they understood because they actually played. Right. But for the people who were not athletes or student athletes, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think they kind of, it gets lost in translation as if, we don't understand the struggle. And like for we ain't me... We come from the struggle. Excuse me, but go ahead. I was like, well, <laughs> you got to forget. Don't forget now, just because we went to a PWI. Right. I don't mean like, we come did. on, man. I, was, I only came into this world with good credit now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I ain't... That silver spoon, everybody? Yeah. No. So, I think bottom line is we have to be careful about making certain things our fight... I don't know. It just it blows me, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like, it really blows me. I'm at a loss for words. Listen, we all have our different battles that, or the different things that are meaningful and, and impactful to us, right? I, I think that's what it is. Some, I think some people feel like he would have been more impactful if yeah. he would have just stayed at an HBCU. Mm-hmm. And then I've even heard some people talk about well, since he started a movement, now other HBCUs can get other former NFL players or, you know, whatever it may be, celebrities to come in. For me, I'm like, okay, I, I love it. I, I'm here for it. But we're wrong for putting that much burden on one person to say that they can save so many, so many 107 HBCUs. So many HBCUs. <laughs> like the burden. Listen. I only know one person. I was always taught only one person who could save that. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and depending on what you believe in, you may not even believe in that. So let's really settle down. Let's simmer down and understand like, man, what this dude is doing or what he's done thus far has been monumental. Yes. To come in and take a pay cut and imagine the pride. Man, this dude is one of the top athletes ever. Ever. Ever Ever now. And look where he started. Bro, he started at Jackson State. Mm -hmm. He couldn't get a job nowhere else Mm -hmm. for the position that he wanted. As as the best player ever to play cornerback. A two-sport athlete in the pros. And you mean to tell me all of that knowledge is not enough to get a position, a job somewhere? Mind you, he started before Jackson State eight years in high school. 
Yeah. And what's lost in that is he had his son. He was coaching his son the entire way. Coached his son through high school. Coached his son in Jackson State. So now, back to this 1% thing. If only 1% of kids that play make it to the NFL, right? And less than that percentage from HBCUs makes it to the NFL. Let's not forget his son that has he's coached the entire way is a black quarterback. Black quarterbacks, historically, when they go to the NFL, the first thing the skeptics do, the scouts do, is they start to find chinks in the armor. I'll give you a few examples. Deshaun Watson led Clemson to a national championship, did his thing. First thing, is he a real leader? Yeah, he led the whole time in college. Like, what the hell is the difference now, right? Remember that? Yeah. Then he came out. Lamar Jackson destroyed everybody, put him on highlight films since he started playing football, even in college, D1 college. First thing they said, will you play another position? We can go further back. Steve McNair. Don't even, the intellect, don't, don't talk about The that. intellect. Steve McNair, back when he was playing, can he do it at a higher level in the NFL? He didn't play against uh, D1 talent back then. He went to Alcorn State. Right? HBCU. So if his son Shador is a black quarterback that's at an HBCU, and your son just was the best player in this conference, probably the best player in FCS, they said he should be up for the Heisman with the stats he put up. Now, you know if your son's dream is to make it to the NFL. You have a daughter. I have a son. I have daughters. If you know your child's dream is to make it to the NFL, to be a professional, yeah. and was the best in college. And the one thing that attractors are going to say is that you didn't play. Yeah, you're good, but you didn't play against better talent overall. Yeah. And you have an opportunity to go to another university, bring your son with you to play against this better talent. But he got to earn it. To earn it. Right. He has to earn it. But then you take another freaking excuse, another weapon from the detractors saying, nah, now what? Now what's your excuse? He did it at this level. He's able to do it at, at this level. Yes, he has a shot to make it to the NFL. As a parent, that's not, not, not even a coach. As a parent, would you not leave a position you're at to do what's best for your child? If they say you have to go to this university, yes, your child can come. They have a best possible opportunity to do what they want to do. You're 55 years old. Let's not forget that you're going for making 150000 because you're giving half of your salary to Jackson State. Not 300000 You're giving half of it to Jackson State. You're going for making 150000 for, for improvements. Okay. So that's the selfless part. Okay. But now you say, I'm going to take my son over here and I'm going to make $5.5 million. You want to talk about the bag? You want to talk about money? I'm going from 150000 to $5.5 million at 55 years old and I get a chance to get my son to live his dream? My child will live his dream. You ain't gonna do that at fifty five. Where I sign? Retire. <laughs> no lies in the lounge, bro. No lies in the lounge. Retirement is sixty five. And, and this ain't about selling out for no bag, bro. It's like creating generational wealth, bro. And sometimes I think where we get it mixed up, wealth doesn't always come in. Being Franklin's. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just creating that pathway. Yeah. Most times it's creating a relationship to be able to give you an opportunity so you can be able to do even better than what I provided for you. That's the goal. That's yeah. the name of the game, bro. Yeah, I agree, man. Chances are you aren't sharing an epic dinner with your friends right now, but you could be. Just book a seat at a private dining event with your Chase Sapphire Reserve card. Then get to it. A multi-course menu, 
insane flavors. A wine pairing. Ooh, is that crispy duck? Experience more unforgettable dinners with private dining events from Sapphire Reserve. Chase, make more of what's yours. Learn more at chase.com slash Sapphire Reserve. Cards issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member of FDIC. Subject to credit approval. Term supply. And I think for us, you, me, everybody that may disagree with what we're saying, it's not solely on one person, right? Again, we talk about that HBCU pride. I, I never lived it, but from what I see of people that I do know, I believe in it. Y'all sold me on it. But it's not just on one person, right? Yeah. For any HBCU, it's not just on one person to sustain the movement of that university, of the HBCUs, of a conference. You know who it's on? I got a little list here. Go ahead and educate. Come the on people, with it. The people who are responsible for continuing to support HBCUs, responsible, right? University president, their board of trustees, the Department of Development who raises the funds for the university, mm-hmm. the alumni base with the donations that they support, straight up and down. Yes, I'm talking to the alumni. The institutions of higher learning in that particular state. So for, for Mississippi, for Jackson State, is the Mississippi Institution of Higher Learning. Those are the entities that continue to pour into the endowments for the university to make money for the facilities, for the infrastructure. If it trickles down to the athletic departments, which it rarely does, y'all really want to talk about the mismanagement of funds and how misappropriating the funds really happens, that's historically a problem at HBCUs, but we're not going to talk about that, right? That's who is really responsible for continuing to pour into HBCUs. Yes, Deion Sanders had a responsibility as a head coach, but that's one man that's part of the whole process. That's not supposed to stop when one man leaves. Nah. That's supposed to keep going. Nah. You should have a succession plan in place. That's the responsibility of the university. To have a succession plan in place in case this person is not here moving the needle forward anymore. What are we going to do? Just stop? We're going to complain and sit on the sideline and be like, oh, he's not here no more. MFM, and wait for a handout? And wait for, and wait for somebody else to do it? Come on, man. Nah. That's, that's that, that's know, that mentality. That's, that's, that's that, that, that mentality. mentality, though. Like, nah. You got to say, you know what? I see what he did. I love what he did. I feel galvanized by what he did. Let's continue to keep this shit moving. That's what you're supposed to do. And I think one of the, the the one of the biggest things that I just want to piggyback on what you just said is so key. Historically, HBCUs have been underrepresented and mm-hmm. underfunded mm-hmm. for the longest. For the longest, bro. And funds have been mismanaged. That's, call that's it for fact. what it is. That's a fact, yeah. And that happens at every big corporation until you get caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a fact. So that's a fact. I just want to be clear. And and surely, <laughs> the big thing is, even doing more research on that, Forbes wrote a night article in 2020, and it talked about, it gave two schools in the state of North Carolina. The North Carolina legislator gave North Carolina State just 7% of 32,000 students that are black an extra $79 million for research. Now, North Carolina State now, PWI. Mm-hmm. Conversely, 
you look at what it did to North Carolina A&T, the black land-grant school, the nation's largest HBCU, with 11,700 students total, just gave them $9.5 million for research compared to North Carolina State. It gave them $79 million. So when we, I say that to say, like we barking up the wrong tree, people. So like if we really want to get together and make change, let's figure out, let's, let's come together and then concert all of this energy, all of this divided energy, thinking that this one man, just because he said God said God led him there, you don't know the conversation he had with God. I have a conversation with my God every day. Sometimes two or three, depending on how bad it is. <laughs> I'm trying to get better that I need to talk to him oh, when it's good. <laughs> but it ain't fair to put that burden on him because it's not his, it's not just his fight, it's all of our fight. Yeah. I came from, I'm a byproduct of, of HBCUs, bro. Like I've been to more homecomings probably than some people who attended homecoming. <laughs> just because my mama used to take us all the time. Fort Valley, my brother, my uncles, my aunt, whole family went to HBCUs. So I am the first to go to a PWI. Shit. <laughs> so, man, let's, let, let, let's chill, man. Yeah. And then you know what's happening this yeah. Saturday. Yep. Celebration Bowl. The MEAC versus the SWAT. There it is. And if you think this man did something so wrong, let me remind you, Tuton, what was their record before he showed up in previous years? I think it was like two and something, three and something. They were not winning, basically. Yeah, yeah. So by even making an appearance to go to the Celebration Bowl, it's major. Mm -hmm. It's $2 million major. Mm -hmm. One million payout for each school. Not to prime, to the school. So, the great citizens of Atlanta, it's a lot of HBCU pride, and I know it ain't coming from the people here in the A. Man, let's get out and support these schools. That's it. Let's show Prime, let's show Prime, like, man, we appreciate the selfless time that you spent at an HBCU and all the headaches and all the dang haircuts that you don't got. Because you decided to give back and pour into young men because you saw the bigger picture. Yeah. yeah. And I get the point. Everybody has an, op uh, an option. You can choose to be upset. That's fine. Just like I was upset when our coach left. That's fine. But when is it time to move on and actually say, you know what, we're going to focus on the positive. You know, I always say positivity or nothing, man. And, and Coach Prime, Dion said something earlier uh, on, his, on his social media. He said, we have to find a place of positivity and reside there. Unproductive chatter costs you time and attention. We wasting time. Jackson State is coming to Atlanta to play in the Celebration Bowl. Why not galvanize your community to raise funds for Jackson State if you believe that's where the money should go? Or to NC Central, right? That's what they're playing to NC Central if that's the HBCU of your choice or whatever your HBCU is you have a national spotlight on HBCUs in Atlanta 
in black Hollywood. Why not use that opportunity to galvanize your community to raise funds for what you believe is an issue, which is the underfunding of HBCUs? That's the mindset we got to have. And that's what we're going to have because we're going to preach it on here. It is. And last but not least, I got to point this out, which is the most important thing. You remember that time you was in, you was at Ole Miss and your coach left and he came over to Auburn? Yeah. Didn't even let you know. Didn't give your heads up or anything, right? Because when they pay that money, they be like, man, you have no more loyalty to this previous school. That's right. But Prime is coming to Atlanta this Saturday coaching in the Celebration Bowl. This man is finishing what he started. It is. Even though he got the bigger bag somewhere else. So please don't lead the conversation when you're trying to justify what you really mean. It ain't even about the bag because if that was the case. He wouldn't even be here. He wouldn't even be there. It is. Salute, brother. Salute. Behind the mask.